0: I thought it would be really interesting for you to hear what it's like to go through that process of discovering the disordered eating patterns or struggles with food or weight or body image, and then work onto the solutions together. And you're never gonna guess who we're gonna be talking about. Stay tuned. Welcome to the True Food Freedom and Faith podcast. I'm your imperfect host, Cheryl Sharko, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and biblical counselor. Here to get real with you, my sisters in Christ. Yep, I'm talking to you, who struggle with restrictive food rules, chronic dieting, yo-yo diets, emotional eating, and other issues that consume your life, your joy, and your peace. So get your comfy pants on, like I did, and get ready for some real talk about this journey, real nutrition information, and some real solutions so you can live a life in true food freedom and faith. Welcome, sisters, and hello. I thought this might be really interesting for you to hear an actual, so to speak, case study. I guess we should call it a case study. Now, What's important to understand is that the path and the journey to food freedom, just like sanctification of any sort, it's not a one and done thing. There are ebbs and flows to it. And there's this sense of always cycling around and returning and growing stronger and stronger in the Lord and in health over time. So with that being said, now it might not surprise you who we're going to talk about today. Me. Yeah, me. So even on my own journey to food freedom I can get um, off base or distracted or the old thinking can come back in and take over from time to time. And I always need to bring myself back to truth, to nutrition science, to scripture and all of that. So I thought it'd be really interesting that as I'm going through this current cycle, and I'll explain why, so that you could hear what that walk back to freedom in Christ and food freedom and nutrition results can look like. So a little quick history about me. I came out of, oh, so many years, decades of very weight cycling lifestyle, that yo-yo dieting, where I would have extremely restrictive eating cycles and try and lose a lot of weight pretty quickly, relatively quickly, you know, crash dieting. And then sooner or later, usually sooner, the weight would come back, I would despair, I would feel awful about myself, I would put a negative value on myself, all of those things that have no truth to them in Christ. But because of that, then I would go on the next crash diet and on and on and on it went. That was my history. Well, I had gained food freedom through Christ and secondarily through proper nutrition science from that enslaving weight-based, self-valuing, um, also the fear of man's opinions, etc. Freedom from that was like, well, it was amazing. It was the working of God, working of the Holy Spirit in me, um, in my heart and in my knowledge and wisdom. Now I spent years also doing things like calorie counting. I mean, when I was on a quote diet, I was I was detailed. Like I went a thousand percent. I was counting every calorie Every calorie I ate, every calorie I burned, as much as I was able. That's very difficult to actually do accurately. But I would deny myself many, many foods. Then I would eat only low-calorie foods in an abundance. Um, And that's disordered eating. That's what disordered eating looks like, folks. But with that food freedom came some weight gain, as I expected. And I've mentioned that before, that sometimes when you go from being a very food-restricting person to now just living a life where you're accepting foods and allowing yourself to eat foods with thankfulness and gratitude to God and listening just to your hunger signals and your satiety signals, you can and may gain weight. I knew I would. I knew that was part of the process. And when I started that, of course, that was part of the scare for me. You know, was it worth it to lose these shackles but gain weight, like, oh no, the worst thing ever. But I did always expect that that would happen. And only by God's grace, as it was slowly happening, I really wasn't obsessed about it. I was, for the first time ever, I could actually not only be fine with my body shape, but I was being fine with a larger body shape than I thought was ideal. And I cannot stress how. Amazing, this was. I, can't, I, I never thought that that was even a thing to be free of, never mind expecting to feel that freedom. And then more recently, I'd say, you know, with the holidays, with my weird schedule running a business, other stresses that came in, I really had gained more weight or more storage energy than I was comfortable with. You know, it was clear that I was regularly eating an energy surplus which led to significant, let's call it the technical term, muffin toppage. You know, my clothes just really were not fitting at all anymore, so what do I do with this? Well, I had two choices. I could just buy a new wardrobe. Yeah, I could do that, Um, and be fine with that, but I wasn't really fine with knowing that I was regularly eating an energy surplus. Because, you know, I I know the math of it. And so I thought, hmm, I wonder why I'm eating so much more than I need every day if I'm following the guidelines that help me to live by body-led eating. Well, I had to see that I probably wasn't doing that. And it was time for a tweak. You know, it wasn't time for a all-out panic, but I'll get to that in a minute. But it was time for a tweak. Now, what happens in this journey of food freedom for Christians is that for me, honestly, issues that had gotten so much better through God's working in my heart, they still had deeper roots, another level to go through. And I think that will just keep happening. You know, you get through one level of growth. Okay, let's dig a little deeper. Let's dig a little deeper. And those deeper levels, they still need work. They're, they've are they been in there since I can't even remember when they weren't. This time, however, for some reason, these Issues smacked me hard. I didn't handle the sudden viewing of the significant muffin topage and the stored energy with as much grace and calmness as I'm saying to you now, because I've had days to go and work through this, which I'm going to talk about. But the deeper levels were churned up of all my pathways of thinking. They just came rushing into my mind. Um, heart issues that God had dealt with in me, well, these are the next level. They're still in there. And so I am actually grateful for this whole experience because it's helped me to see, okay, next level of sanctification coming, next level of growth. Now, at that time, the first thought that came into my head was almost a panic to go on a crash diet. Of course, I knew that wasn't an option. I, mean, I mentally knew it. I knew that I would not be doing that. I knew that would set me back to a bad cycle. I knew it's something I talk against all the time, but it was like that emotional response of, of like, "Oh no! The worst thing in the world has just happened." But I didn't really want to do this, but it was just it was a temptation, a momentary temptation, but a temptation nevertheless. So I thought this was such a great example to share with you, well, what is needed from this point forth and what has to occur for me to now look at things biblically and then go on a plan that would healthfully help me to go back to the place where my clothes could fit, you know, not being like ideal model shaped, but just where I feel my body probably is supposed to set if I'm having an energy balance while not sinking back into disordered eating patterns of restriction or into sinful mindsets and not place such high importance on things like weight loss uh, when there are deeper issues here to be dealt with through God, through His Word, by His Spirit, and with Him being the focus of my life. So let's walk through the steps that, in general, I do with people and, from time to time, have to come back to and do to myself. I literally had to put my counseling hat on and say, stop it, Cheryl. What are we doing here? And I was immediately grateful because two things were happening. I knew that this was just going to bring me to a deeper level of freedom that I must still have needed, seeing as my initial emotional response was not right. And also, I thought, wow, that just anytime I learn more, I'm kind of like a, I use myself as a case study, kind of a guinea pig to be able to always be remembering what you're going through and what help is needed for you in those situations. So, this was very powerful for me to be able to kind of go back, rewalk some of the steps, not to the same degree again. I've I've had a lot of freedom, but you know, walking through those panicky moments and that huge issue of weight and fat. <laughs> You've heard me talk about dealing with the deeper heart issues that can lead to all kinds of disordered behaviors, including disordered eating. How do you know if you are dealing with heart issues? Well, in the March 2022 newsletter, you can find your own assessment based on just four quick questions to find out where your heart may be and if there's something that you need to deal with with the Lord. Simply go to truefoodfreedomandfaith.com and sign up for your monthly newsletter. Link in the show notes. Okay, so the first thing I had to do, the first thing I had to do was immediately get my mind right. My mind was all over the place. Um, Now, let me say quickly, if you've never experienced disordered eating, you must not have any idea what I'm talking about. Uh, Who cares, right? And thank you. I love that you're out there, that there are people like you, because it makes me remember that my history of disordered eating and the mindset that goes with it is not healthy or really Normal for everyone. But for me and anyone who has been through this history of weight cycling, disordered eating, bordering on eating disorder, quite frankly, um, I had to stop that panicky feeling of, A, I've just ruined everything. I have no business talking about this with anyone else. I'm fat. I don't want anyone to see me. You know, all of those crazy thoughts. I had to recognize my false thoughts. I had to look at them. Is this thought correct? Is this a lie or is this truth? And identify those lies. Then I had to take those lies and bathe them in the truths of scripture that applied to those. So that was the first thing. Get my mind right. What am I thinking here that's a lie? And what is the truth? And I had to use that truth of scripture to combat that. Now, if you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit in you to be doing that work. Um, It doesn't work the same if you're not a Christian and you're just trying to put positive thoughts in place of negative thoughts. There's not that power there. But by the grace of God, I am a believer. I do have the Spirit of God in me by no merit of my own, but only by the blood of Jesus Christ and His sacrifice on the cross for me. It goes even into these realms, even into silly things that are eating disorders and disordered eating and history that can creep back into my mind over time, right? Praise God. Praise God. The second thing I had to do was evaluate my motives. So now I was kind of talking about the mind, now I'm going into the heart. I had to evaluate my motives. What is the thing I want most right now? Hmm. And why? And is that idolatry? Am I putting importance on something above living a life for God and worshiping God? You know, Paul the Apostle said he learned to be content in whatever situation he was in. Was that my heart at that moment? Or was I willing to do something, even if it was for a split second, was I willing to do something I knew was not good, meaning I'm just going to lose weight really quickly and then I'll be better, even though it that lasted a very short time. I knew that wasn't an option. But seeing that churn up in my heart and mind was a little surprising. Was that me being content in God and being grateful for all the food he's provided, for my healthy body, doing what it's supposed to do and storing up energy? No, I was not at that moment living a life of thanksgiving and honoring and glorification to God. That was idolatry. So that requires repentance, right? And then we're going to get to number three. So the first was getting my mind right. Two was evaluating my motives or my heart. And three was then, scripture didn't stop after number one, scripture and prayer time. So I had to repent of those heart sins I was digging up there. And I'm so grateful that God took the time to show them to me through a trial such as this, a relatively tiny trial in the scheme of things. We've all been through actual hard trials. This was not one of them. Um, But repenting, even in that moment, repenting as I started to churn up, what are these motives? What is this thing I want more than other right things? And repent of that. Um, And then ending with a refreshing, a renewing of the mind and a peaceful trust in Christ because I know that He wipes away those sins when I repent of them. I know that His Spirit is in me working to grow me in Christlikeness and I know that that was the purpose of this churning up of my heart and mind. Number four, now we're going to get into I had to do an actual nutrition assessment on myself. So I had to look back because what had happened was I thought I was still, you know, maintaining a general energy balance and enjoying my foods and you know all of that, but I had to look. Okay, well, with gentleness even towards myself, where is the energy surplus coming from? It's coming from somewhere. It's not magic. It's not out of my control. It's to some degree, actually, to a great degree, it's just math. So where was that energy surplus coming from? And actually looking at my behaviors, even over the past week. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can, I can see that I wasn't even paying attention here. I wasn't having a pattern of eating that was in keeping with an energy maintenance. So looking at the details of my eating patterns. And then looking for, okay, well, what of these habits can I start to improve? That brings me to number five. So just to review, though, first was getting my mind right. And second was evaluating my motives and heart. And three was at scripture, prayer time, repentance, and receiving that cleansing and being refreshed and renewed in my mind and having that peaceful trust in God. Then we got into more the science of it, the nutrition assessment. And now that leads me to set reasonable goals. So remember now I'm combating that I have to lose weight really fast on a crash diet And it is, you know, I have put myself in a very weird position as a dietitian who's publicly talking to you um, about this because that's going to add another level of, I can't gain weight. What will they think? They're going to think I'm a hack. And so I have kind of this other level of thoughts and issues to deal with that could tempt me to try and set very unreasonable goals to lose weight quickly. But I had to stop myself and say, I know me. I know how this works if I set on reasonable goals, they can't last. They're not going to be sustainable. So I had to set reasonable goals. What were those habits I found in step 4 that I could improve and start setting those goals? Now number 6. This is something that goes back and forth between the behaviors, the motives, the thinking and bathing them in scriptures and in prayer and making a plan for healthy weight loss, it all comes together and it cycles back and forth over and over and over, and that's good. We want to kind of look at this in a holistic way. So as I'm walking this path with you, um, and as you're walking this path, you'll find it's not okay, like I'm saying. Step one is this, step two is this. They all bleed into each other, they all feed each other, and they all make for a more well-rounded journey towards freedom in Christ and food freedom. Number seven was now that I have set some reasonable goals, okay, what are the actual modifications I can make to meet the goals? And here um, was something very important, though. It had to be without being very strictly restrictive, that's hard to say, that would then lead to a backlash of disordered eating or get me back in a mindset and set me back. So that's really important. Now, for me, this assessment helped me to realize that I had kind of gotten pretty sloppy with eating practices. It's so easy over time. It's kind of like a a creep, a food creep or an eating creep, whereas you know the guidelines you set out with that work really well, but then life happens, stress happens, you know, crazy happens, and next thing you know, oh, okay, it's time to pull it back and reassess and get back to those basics again. And that's really what I needed to do. It wasn't any major step. Um, It was just kind of getting those practices back in order, like not eating with distractions. So as I began doing that again, I realized, oh, this feels very foreign to me to eat without distraction. So that was a good signal that um, I needed to really pay attention to that. So again, this is like a food creep, but it just requires coming back to the basics. It does not require extreme behavior changes or crash dieting that, as we know, doesn't last Anyway, this is a sustainable, healthy method of weight loss, of getting back in an energy balance, or even for a little while, an energy deficit until I could, you know, fit back in my pants. But I had to, you know, work with my mind and my heart about, I need to lose weight fast. Um, I had to deal with that again. So again... These things were still there at another level, and they needed to be churned up in me, and they recently were, and so I thought this would be a great example or case study using myself to show you that path. Now, of course, there's much more detail than that, and there are many more steps than that, um, and it's very individualized, but I have a head start. I know me. I know what's in my heart and mind Of if, if I stop long enough to think about it. So if you are interested in hearing updates on my process, you know, just let me know. If this is something you're curious about, just let me know. This is not a comparison game at all. And if my desire to begin a little weight loss season causes you to feel pressure in any way to do so, please, that is not what this is. Keep in mind that you might not actually even be ready for this. Remember, I've come from a different place. I've come through a different place. And I believe that weight loss is a fine thing. It's a fine thing. It can be a healthy thing. But hear me, please, it must, it must come after getting the heart and the mind issues right with the Lord. Freedom in Christ and food freedom come first. Then, then can come reasonable, non-crazy actions for moderate, sustainable weight loss that won't disrupt the heart and mind and spiritual walk. So again, if you're curious about this and you just want me to keep you updated on the actual experience of it, you can always ask me to do that. Just go to truefoodfreedomandfaith.com, go to that questions and comments section, and you can just type that in there. Or, and or, you can join our Facebook group, and that's True Food, Freedom, and Faith. And that is on Facebook, so you can join us there if you're curious and you just want to talk about it. So until we talk next time, remember 1 Corinthians ten thirty one. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. This is for you and for me. See you soon.